Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, this is the China Sports Insider Podcast. My name is Haik Balian, and I am with Mark Dreyer. He is the China Sports Insider this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we are going to explain that in a second, but it's going to be really exciting. We're going to take a look back at some of the big figures in Chinese sports history, and we're going to take a look at the future as well. But first, Mark, this is day, what, day eight of quarantine, day seven? What 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 is your favorite thing about being in quarantine? Uh, the fact that every day I get closer to getting out. <laughs> It's um, it's okay, you know. It sort of feels a bit like I, I watched. This is this is complete tangent, but I watched this Chinese movie that that that's been popular recently, um, uh, and it's uh, the the one that's just been censored, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, okay. But it is so bleak it's about this farming couple and it's and it's just it's a bleak movie but it's really oh, no. really good um and basically uh the wife of the couple is um uh is quite a well-known actor uh, actress and uh and the husband is a genuine farmer from Gansu province and he's just he's brilliant oh, wow. in it he's really good and it's it's you know not a, not a massively you know, complicated storyline, but just, you know, a real sort of gritty portrayal of Chinese life. The reason I mention that is because after watching that last night, and I feel like basically saying, oh, my hotel's a bit small, or my food's a bit like, oh, it's not quite as tasty as it might be, or not enough choice, kind of feels like, yeah, okay, um, not a real problem. But yeah, it's just a bit tedious, I'll be honest. It's quarantine. It's not a whole lot of fun. This is, I mean, I think you've probably set a record. I, I don't know anybody who's done as many quarantines as you have what is this number three or four for you well i was kind of going to taiwan so i had to do a couple on the other side as well i will have finished 11 weeks in total by the time i get out honestly i know other people who have done more than me so i'm really but what i will say is it just okay apart from just the obvious overkill of covid zero um you know where where we had 20 people mark dynamic zero covid i believe is the uh is it proper? The official. Yeah, please, please. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. Apologies. Sorry to interrupt. Apologies. Go ahead. I'll, I'll submit my self-criticism letters shortly. Um, you know, so we had our 20 hazmat suits meet us. Uh, very nice welcome committee. So basically, I get tested every single day. And they, and they 
they sort of fairly aggressively swab the back of my uh, back of my throat. Now, again, not a complaint because I'd far rather that than the nose probes, which I got last time. Ugh, um, however, yeah, it has been confirmed to me by by some people who are out in Beijing that you know the usual testers out and about in the city just kind of waft it over the tongue very quickly. Here, they're they're really giving it a good old a good old scrape on the on the back of the tongue, um, uh, and the back of the back of the mouth. However, yesterday the monotony was broken somewhat because they came into my room to swab basically five different places. They swabbed the handle of my door. They swabbed the thermostat, which I'd possibly turned on when I walked in and that was it. They swabbed my desk area where I'm sitting now. They swabbed the sink and maybe some other places. And I was just thinking like, you know, I'd heard that this was going to happen. It was like, what are they finding on the thermostat that's not in my mouth? I just, you know... <laughs> and it's like okay we don't know who stayed there before though mark and and the other thing i've i've come prepared with a bit of a prop here um because we've been given these we've been given these um these big trash bags and if you can see here it's branded uh medical waste is that coming yes. up properly i yeah i, I perfectly yeah so there you go so i've been carefully separating all my you know cans and and recycling into uh, one bag but it's all gonna get incinerated stuck in a landfill i just don't know but i've been <laughs> i've been poking out the window because that's basically the only thing i have to do all day um and what they do is they take at four o'clock every day they take away all the bags of trash medical waste i should say that have come from room so all my meals anything that, that comes out of my room goes in these medical waste bags they take them downstairs and then they put them in cardboard boxes, which they line up in the forecourt. And of course, you know, they're in head to toe hazmat stuff. Um, and then they tape up the boxes and then they cart them into this storage area at the front of the hotel. Um, I don't know where they, my, my mission tomorrow is to, to find out, do they get incinerated in this little kind of like, it's like a kind of, uh, like a, a shipping container. Or is that just a temporary transport so then someone picks them up from the other side of that? And this is like, I don't know. But there's, there's an awful lot of processing going on for uh, for all for all the waste. Uh, and it just, yeah, I'm not sure what the point is, but, you know. Well, and, you know, not, not, to, not, to, uh, not to get too dark here, but, you know, the headlines coming out today, you know, there is really no end in sight to, to, to zero COVID. So we have this to look forward to really for the foreseeable future, which newsy to me, I think, you know, after the Congress, there's going to be, no, I mean, this isn't going to happen. It's going to be, at, you know, what, if and when this does sort of abate, it's going to be at the most random moment when nobody is like, can predict it. So, so you mentioned the Congress and, you know, we're going to talk about that with a twist in just a, just a little moment. And you could argue that, you know, the 20th Congress to China in terms of importance is probably up there alongside the Olympics. You know, it's, it's genuinely getting that kind of that much attention. Obviously for a sports broadcast, we care a little bit more about the Olympics than, than, than the, the, the 20th party Congress. However, lots of people uh, find it very important um, before we do that, I did just want to mention that friend of the show and former podcast guest Cameron Dicker, aka Dicker the Kicker. Now, let me remind you who this guy is. He is an NFL kicker um, who played his football at Texas, but he was born in Hong Kong and spent the first decade plus of his life in Shanghai. 
actually grew up a soccer fan, primarily in Shanghai. I played a little bit of football and then moved back to the US and was very, very successful to the point where he was a kicker throughout Texas, one of the top programs there, and then was drafted, sorry, not drafted, but signed by the Rams. But then he kind of went through this whole big process. And there's a bit of a story here, but I'm getting to the, the, the I guess, the, the climax. And it's not exactly a punchline. Signed by the Rams, and then they cut him. And then uh, a bunch of teams tried him out. He, was, he played for the Ravens in preseason game, and he did pretty well. But then they cut him. And then he got picked up by the Eagles, signed to their practice squad. And then their normal kicker, Jake Elliott, was injured. So Dicker the kicker, Cameron Dicker, played for the best team in football, the Philadelphia Eagles, 5-0. and He kicked um, basically two field goals and two extra points, eight points in a 2017 win uh, this weekend. And hey, it may just last one week, but long may it continue. He was such a great guy to have on. Um, I would really encourage people to, uh, to to listen to his story. Just Just a really cool guy. And I have to say, I'm actually an Eagles fan. An Eagles fan by marriage. I know it's a, it's a little bit of a tenuous connection, but my wife grew up in the Philadelphia region. And uh, yeah, so I'm an Eagles fan by marriage. And so of all the teams that Cam is uh, is playing for, I'm super pumped that it is the best team in football. Have I have I said that before? I'll say it again. The best team, the 5-0 and Eagles, guaranteed, you heard it here first, guaranteed to win the Super Bowl this year or next year. Wow, guaranteed. My God, wow. Well, Amazing. you know, we're going, we're going, we're making a lot of predictions uh, in this particular show. Anyway, check the, check the, check the comments, but, uh, but listen to the, to the Cameron Dicker life story. Um, he was a, he was a fun guest that we had on. Yeah, absolutely. You can take, uh, take a look at that at, at uh, thechinaproject.com and, um, you know, find us at the podcast tab. Um, big week for Philadelphia sports, by the way. The the Phillies made it to the to the uh, NLDS, and the Sixers start a very very um, you know they're an amazing team this year, and they're going to start playing next week. Mark is yeah something about baseball was kind of crossing my feed, high, and I just wanted to ask oh. you that as a as a <laughs> as a big fan of uh, a big fan of uh, of Toronto sports teams. Yeah, I think the Blue Jays they they crashed out. Yeah, they crashed out badly. There? Yeah, they crashed out badly. Okay, they well, they they were favorite. They had a, they, they coming into the season, they had there was a lot of hype with this team. They have some incredible young talent, and they augmented that with some veteran talent. They had some good pitching, um, so people thought this is they you know they were going to do really well. Um, but you know they just sort of underwhelmed this throughout the entire season. But it looked like they were pulling it all together near the end of the season. Uh, they got the top wild card spot played against the Seattle Mariners. And, you know, it was a three-game series. All three games were supposed to be in Toronto, but didn't get to the third game. They lost in two. So very disappointing they, season for them. Weren't they like 9-1 up and then lost 10-9 or something? They were up 8-1 was like, in the sixth inning. Eight, oh, yeah. Yeah. So so just a heartbreak for, for that team. I mean, you know, look, it's baseball. I, I, do, uh, I do just want to throw in... Um, as a Montreal Canadiens hockey fan, and I know yes. I've got, I know I've got quite the array of sports teams here. I've got Eagles, I've got my, I've got my English soccer teams, my Canadian sure. hockey teams. Just wanted to throw in, you know, Toronto kind of known for choking. Mm, mm. What are the Expos known for? <laughs> <laughs> Moving south. 
to Washington. Moving on. <laughs> moving so, moving so, on. I'm excited for this. On. I am I am so excited for this, Mark. Uh, so so look, explain what we're going to be doing right now or what you're going to be doing right now. What 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 can viewers look forward to right now? Okay. Well, so a big thing, you know, the 20th Congress is when China kind of has a leadership reshuffle. A lot of people talking about this. A lot of predictions uh, about who's going to be in the, the 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 next cabinet, the Politburo. There used to be a top nine. More recently, there's been a top seven. We think it's probably going to be another top seven again. Um, but who knows? It might be eight, might be nine. But let's, for the sake of argument, let's go with seven. So, you know, Xi Jinping barring an absolute miracle, is going to get his third term as president. And then we'll find out who's going to be the premier and the chairman of this job and the secretary of this job and, and all these other jobs, right? So that is what is happening from this Sunday, the 16th of October. All China Twitter and, and China watchers are talking about this. It's pretty dry, to be honest. It's pretty dry stuff because, frankly, we know what's going to happen. Xi Jinping is going to stay at the top. And then, honestly, doesn't really matter anymore who the other jobs are. So... I just thought, let's do something similar with sports. So I've come up with two lists, an old and a new list for China sports. Um, so let me run you through the old one, and then I'll kind of go through who I think may be in the top seven for China sports moving forward. A little bit of a fly here, but let's see how this goes. So so the president, and, and we're looking back, I'd say we're looking back kind of, you know, the last maybe five to 10 years, but, you know, it's supposed to be kind of like a five-year thing, but some of these go a little bit back further. But, you know, the president, when I think China sports president, it's got to be Yao. I mean, Yao is just the greatest. You know, he he's a legend. He's done it all. He's just kind of at the top of the tree. When you think of who is at the top there, other people could kind of say, well, historically, you know, going back, you could probably dig up some figures from the past. But in more recent history, yes, he retired in 2011. So he's no longer an athlete. But, you know, he's head of the CBA. He's still just the force. He is overshadowing all of China sports. I think you could make that case. So the president, um, and this is kind of my only really political position, but, you know, president, the number one of the top seven, Yao Ming. Any arguments there? No arguments there. And I just wanted to augment that, though, as well, Mark. He was there in Australia when China played the United States for the final, wasn't he? And that was, you know, he's a big part of that success as well. In the, uh, in the Women's World Cup for, in the for Women's World Cup, basketball. Right. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Uh, obviously, he's, he's, you know, more overseeing kind of. And, and he's, he's, he's brought in a lot of changes to the men's side. There was this whole thing a few years ago where he sort of divided the national team into these two parallel teams which would go off and compete separately. There was like the red team and the yellow team, I believe they had. Um, and then they would kind of come back. It, it hasn't quite worked out the way he wanted it to, but look, he was trying to, he was trying to shake things up. He's faced a lot of resistance there with the, uh, his nine vice presidents, I think in, I think in, in, uh, in, in, in the CBA and, and Chinese basketball, but you know, he's still trying to do, he's still trying to do his thing and bring in some, modernization to the sport. So we wish him well. Anyway, on to number two. The, um, so the second and third roles, I've called them the best female athlete and the best male athlete, right? It's kind of, you know, sports, sports awards. Best female athlete, again, not particularly controversial for me, but Lena, and she's, she, I have to say, she's a favorite of mine. Um, I did did write about a, a little chapter in, in, in my book where, where I got to meet Lena uh, filming a Nike commercial, and it was actually uh, it was it was pretty fun. 
It was pretty fun. I, I thought it was going to be, I was going to be a big star. And then they turned up and uh, spoiling the punchline. There was a room full of 500 people. And I thought, oh, uh, but then they kind of plucked me just for the moment. I thought I've completely wasted my time here. They plucked me from obscurity Gave me uh, a wife for the day. Uh, we were supposed to be in an airport terminal. We were standing in line, and and Lena was getting was going through immigration in a in an airport, uh, U.S. airport. That was that was the point of the commercial. And I was given a wife who was a Russian student. She was my wife for the day, and we were standing in line right behind Lena. Um, and with the endless takes, you know, we had quite a good chat. So so we we had fun. And I thought, oh well, I'm going to be on TV. And then of course they cut all my see all my all my scenes, Hike. They cut me. It was frank, frankly outrageous. Um, my agent, I, I had to sack him, uh, and it was never I quite the same. I want but, to see the outtakes. I want to but, see this. But I did get to meet Lena. That's not why she's my best female athlete of the past, but she was just a legend. So she's best female athlete. Best male athlete. I've gone with someone who's uh, no stranger to controversy, Sun Yang, the swimmer. Now. Oh. Interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Why? You know what? He's he's one of the most talented athletes that China has produced in terms of like his dominance in swimming and freestyle when he had those two gold medals. Again, going back a little bit, London Olympics 2012. I do feel that he's a lot of wasted potential. And then we've got the whole sort of drug stuff, which which sort of has taken him off the map. He's probably ended his career at this point. He may be able to come back, but, you know, he's going to be a lot older. So he could have been so much more, but I just, I didn't really, I just didn't really have anyone else that I felt was up there. Definitely, I think, and again, we look at this from a more of a global perspective. There are, there are names in, you know, Lynn Dan, for example, in badminton, there's, there's a, a, a ton of names you could say who are better at say diving and, and, and table tennis, but those names just don't really resonate outside of China. And so I sort of, you know, disqualified some of those for for that, for those reasons. But yeah, I went with Sun Yang. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so so sort of like the BYD of, of Chinese sports, uh, just, you know, big in, China, <laughs> big in China, but outside it's just nobody knows about it. But um, is, can you remind me, is, is Sun Yang going to be at, or can is he qualified or can he be uh, at uh, Paris? Yeah, so he can. Um, he can just about. Uh, I think they they sort of back timed his thing, and he got a little. It wasn't like for when he had the appeal that I think the ban was slightly reduced. It was kind of given a whole bunch of months, but it's you know it's a long way off. Um, you know what? Am I having a brain fart? It's possible that he's he's actually banned past Paris, but I want to say that he can come back for for, for Paris anyway. Yeah, you caught me. Yeah. You caught me I don't out. remember. You caught me out. No, I don't. I don't mean to. Call, I, I, did, I was. I just wasn't. I just wasn't sure. I mean, it just. It, if there is an opportunity, I mean, he is getting up there in age. Like, it just. It seems very. It was seem like likely. a. It was ended. It ended up being, I think, something like a four-year and five-month ban or something like that. So long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's long. It was initially get, like a second. A second uh, drugs ban is usually just eight years, just straight. So so, anyway, it was it was a kind of complicated case. We won't get into it here. I'm going to move on to to number four. Again, a little bit controversial here. Uh, recency bias. This is the award for best Olympian. Is is this is this somebody from the Summer Games? It is from the Summer Games. Well, in the spirit of the rhetoric of China of moving away from winning golds at all costs, I haven't gone with one of the dozens of Chinese athletes who won a gold medal at the Olympics. 
bit slightly controversial, you could argue, when you go for best Olympian. But Sue Bingtian, the sprinter, was basically like I mean, he was celebrating. He was he was he was the closing ceremony flag bearer at Tokyo for China. Um, even after they just uh, were pipped to uh, top place in the medal tables on the gold medal count by the U.S. So China did very, very well in Tokyo, lots of gold medals. He actually only ended up getting a bronze. He only got that bronze months afterwards after the uh, the British team was finally disqualified uh, for, uh, for another doping offense in the in the relay. So he did get a medal, but we didn't think he got a medal at the time. But I'm going with Su Bing Tian because he's sort of like the Olympic spirit. He's, you know, he was groundbreaking. That semi-final performance where he was the uh, fastest qualifier into the final, 9.83 seconds. It was a pretty stunning, a pretty stunning performance. And I, and I think, you know, China really embraced that performance. So uh, best Olympian of the past, little bit, going with Su Bing Tian. I'm going to take you back one Olympics, all the way back to, to Rio uh, for the next two awards. The best team award, which is my number five in the Politburo, the China Sporting Politburo. The best team award I'm going to give to the women's volleyball team. Recently, they were pretty horrific. They were very, very disappointing in Tokyo, but they did win gold in Rio and they had a stunning performance. And they've just, well, historically, they've outperformed. They've they've wiped the floor with their male counterparts. They're, you know, they're one of the most popular teams uh, with the Chinese public. You know, they constantly get coverage. They're very talented. They have, they've got some great players. Ju Ting was, was, you know, at one point, the the highest uh, paid player in the world, uh, and certainly still one of the stars when she's when she's uh, not injured. She was kind of injured in Tokyo more recently. But yeah, the China's women's volleyball team. I'm giving them the uh, the best team award for the sort of backwards looking. Unfortunately, didn't have enough competition as well, which kind of played into the into the factor there. Oh, that is interesting. Like no, no other teams in the past. Like certainly not men's football. Well, women's. You could have maybe like gone back even further for a very first women's World Cup. Of course, China. Yeah, did going play back the too United far. States. Going back, too, back far. too far. I have I have pretty random uh, and spurious uh, uh, rules for this. So okay. basically, I can make it, I can I I can make it up as I go along, which is what I've been doing. But staying with the Rio Olympics for number six, which is the People's Choice Award. The People's mm. Choice Award. Interesting. Which is okay. number six on my list. I've given this to a swimmer by the name of Fu Yuanhui. Now, you might not remember this, but she was the talk of the town during the, uh, the Rio Olympics because she just had this most extraordinary way of speaking and she was so outgoing she had such an electric personality she talked about using all her mystical powers and this was a phrase that she used but basically there was some amazing moments where she 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 gone out of the pool uh and she hadn't done very well and you know the 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 cctv commentator was interviewing her and said well you know that you got a medal right and she had she didn't know she's like what and she just gasped she's like, <gasps> like this and it's kind of like this stunned look on her face she's like Ooh. And she did this again Lovely. with like a previous a previous race where she did like a really good time. Uh-huh. And she was just like so, so natural and so, you know, so brilliantly genuine. In another interview, she said, I've let I've let everyone down. I was on my period. And people were like, uh, what what did you just say? We're not supposed to talk about these things. But she's like, Well, I was basically had a shit swim. So that's the truth. And so she was breaking taboos. You know, she was look her up on look her look her up on um 
uh, on YouTube. There's some some brilliant clips of her post race interviews. She sort of disappeared a bit. She she you know she she struggled to 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 find the form from that. But for the People's Choice for that Olympic, she was my star of those China Olympics. You know, like so much more memorable. I have to say, in a way that Su Bing Tian, you know, it wasn't a gold medal winner, but more memorable than so many other gold medal winners uh, from China. And and you know, it was just her personality shining through, and I thought it was fantastic. Hmm. That is that is very cool, and we can put a link to that actually on on the show notes. My seventh and final award of the China Sports Politburo is my favorite. Um, little bit self indulgent, uh, please okay. <laughs> just just go with me on this. I've called it the dress bee. It's the dryer SB. Okay, I like it. The dress bee. The dress bee. We need. We need. We need you to fashion something in your quarantine hotel. <laughs> something, something to send to this it, athlete. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, it, unfortunately, there's no hardware. There's no hardware. So this is right. a little bit different. It's a, Virtual as word. the name would suggest, it's a little bit different. I've gone with a topic that I found particularly fascinating over the last five years, I guess. And this is the naturalization of athletes when it comes to the Chinese team. We've seen it and we've talked a lot about it. I write a lot about it in my book um, where, you know, athlete, uh, athletes are recruited by countries all over the world. But this is a new thing for China. There are, you know, there's basically outside of, of, of men's ice hockey, where there are, there are, there's only, a, a, you know, a handful, maybe a couple of handfuls of, of athletes who have ever done this. But in soccer, we did see some athletes, and I'm going to give it to a Brazilian soccer player who now represents the Chinese team called Elkerson. And um, the Dressby Award, uh, the first uh, <laughs> first annual, I guess, uh, quadrennial. I, I was going to suggest qu- we qu- should qu- do it quint- this annually. Well, qu- oh, quint- you're right, every five years. Qu- quintennially, is that the word? Um so it goes to Elkerson. He has, uh, to date, played 13 times for the Chinese national team, scoring four goals. But he played, um, you know, he he had a real qualification period. Like, he had five solid seasons with the Chinese Super League. He has now gone back to Brazil. So it's unlikely that he's going to turn up on lists soon because uh, he's now playing for, for Grêmio uh, uh, in the Brazilian league, I think. And... Um, I don't know if he's going to get make it back to China. I don't know whether they'd pick him. I don't know what that, what that the the relationship is there at the moment. And and it was always going to be a bit uneasy, you know. These Chinese recruits, like, how long do they stay Chinese? Do they hand the passport back in? Is he still qualified to play for China? Does he still have to like to to maintain eligibility? Does he have to play with the Chinese league? Or, or now he's he's converted. He is he good good to go forever? So. It's kind of unclear uh, with the future for Elkerson and some of these other um, recruits, but I've given it a, a little bit different. The Dressby, the Dressby Award, the Dryer SP Award, self indulgence no, to the max. No, but no, you know what? This is this is our podcast. We can do what we want. So that concludes. That concludes. Probably a little bit too long, but that concludes the first, the first, the old China Sports Politburo. Are you ready for the new one? <laughs> well, I was going to call an audible here, Mark. Why don't we leave the second half of the list to next week? Yeah, send us in some feedback. If you have any uh, uh, suggestions, not too late to make your case to who should be in the new China Sports Politburo uh, for the next five years. These are very, very uh, privileged positions. 
Uh, it's it's a huge honor, uh, particularly the the Dressby Award, the new Dressby Award. A lot of people want to win that. I, I sort of penciled in. Yeah, we, if we've got one more week to finalize the names, I've penciled in someone. It's going to be a little bit controversial, but I, I I'm liking my front runner for for the next Dressby Award. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that. I'm quite excited. I'm quite excited about it. Now, you know, Mark, I'm heading to China next week, and I'm really looking forward to that because finally I get back to my home studio. I'm not going to sound like I'm coming from, you know, uh, you know, the, the the middle of a of, of a of a laundry mat. Uh, I, I just sound awful. It's terrible. I'm just looking forward. I just cannot, for whatever reason, I cannot figure this mic- microphone out. It's just it's unbelievable. It's driving me crazy. But uh, you know, I'm going to be back. Hopefully to my own apartment in about oh god like in about ten well no more like two weeks from now but be, I'll be uh, in quarantine next week. Well, fortunately, you'll be able to you'll be able to kind of live blog uh, quarantine as I've done, uh, which is basically interesting to almost no one apart from oneself. I find it's it's like the only thing that kind of keeps me going. Oh hey look, I'm the one millionth person to have ever done quarantine. So why don't I tell everyone about it? But you know, it's kind of like, there's not much else to there's do. There's not much else to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, so this morning I, I spent some time buying some food and just trying to prep a little bit, um, figuring out like exactly what I need. It's kind of hard to know until you've done it. I mean, my wife has done it before. So she's sort of given me like some pointers. You gave me some pointers as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you some revised pointers Buy okay, food, good. but not, not too much. Mm. I've actually, I've really let myself go this week. Like, oh, no. you know, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly say people on the live stream can, can, can attest the fact I'm not exactly like a, a top physical specimen, but I was in reasonably <laughs> good shape. I would say a week ago, playing mm. a lot of tennis as, uh, as regular listeners would have heard on the, uh, on the very tough Taiwanese club clay courts. Um, <laughs> that is a tough, the, a, yeah. a tough circuit. Let me tell you. Um, and then here, you know, I was like, oh, let me treat myself to just more junk food. Uh, and my exercise consists of pacing up and down the 11 steps between door and window. I managed to, uh, I managed to get up to 17,000 steps today. Um, wow. basically, wow. I, well, wow. when I'm on That's the, good. when I have a lot of phone calls, I just, just, just walk up and down. Uh, but yeah, I've tried these kind of online workouts they don't really do it for me. I, it's just, just yeah, not really working. So um, did, you, did, did you bring a kettlebell with you at all, or any 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 bands? No, no, oh wasn't able. Kettlebell probably a little bit too heavy for the uh, for the for the for the for the, for the bags. Um, bands bands are probably if that's your thing or skipping. Yeah, uh, we never really did that in in. Uh, I never really did that growing up in the UK. So um, yeah, I I could just probably do like three skips and then I trip over embarrassingly. Uh, but yeah, like if you can do online workouts, great, but it's just, uh, so what I'm saying is you're not going to do a whole lot of exercise. So just go easy on the junk food because then you'll just come, you'll come out looking like a balloon. <sighs> Two months in the United States and I'm already looking like a balloon market. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's unreal. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap it up. So thank you for listening to the China Sports Insider podcast. The China Sports Insider podcast is host Mark Dreyer. He is the China Sports Insider. Check out his book on Amazon. It's called Sporting Superpower, China's Quest to Be the Best. We are on the Seneca Podcast Network on thechinaproject.com. My name is Haig Bali and I edited the show and we will be back 
next week. Bye. Bye.